Welcome to Green Eggs and West Ham. I'm Chris W. along with my co-host Chris S. This podcast is dedicated to providing lighthearted, concise analysis on everything concerning West Ham. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Green Eggs and West Ham. West Ham had a disappointing 4-1 loss against Aston Villa. Chris, this is uh, the second poor result in a row. Why do you think our form's fallen off? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, wasn't a great wasn't a great game for us. I thought Bowen was our best player, uh, and I just didn't see a lot from Antonio, which was kind of disappointing. And in even in uh, in Newcastle, I haven't seen a whole lot from him recently. So, not really sure what's going on there. Um, our team, we've, we've had such a good chemistry from the start of the season. And for some reason, this game, I don't know if it was, we just weren't connecting or we weren't getting creative passes. Um, so I think that was really affecting us. Suchek looked decent again. Uh, we've been talking about him a lot. And then uh, another player, which I think now, given our form, deserves a start is Kudis. And I thought he's played really well every single game he's come in. Uh, I was actually pretty shocked he didn't come in more this game, and I I, act, I think that's that's hurting us, uh, especially when we have such a good player as um, you know in him. So yeah, I, I don't know. Just I, I really think it was the chemistry that we didn't get, um, and then also I mean Villa's you know they were they were a pretty good team. Um, Ollie Watkins scores against us every single time. It is yeah. insane, and so it was two zero, and you know I was thinking to myself, man. Ollie Watkins hasn't scored. And then he gets the ball and boom, yep. right he, into the net. <clears throat> great goal from him. Uh, that was one of the more powerful shots I've seen, especially just top corner like that from, from not really a great angle. Uh, see, I, I agree with you on on Antonio, but I, maybe let's uh, – I kind of want to talk about the, the defense a little bit. I thought our midfield and defense has been our strength this season, but it – we we got run all over this this game. Yeah, uh, I thought yeah. Alvarez was disappearing at times. I thought uh, Zuma, who has been excellent. I mean, he's he's had the captain's armband for for the season now and um, has shown a lot of real leadership and really played well. But I thought he was not his usual physical self. Um, Sufal has been great. He he was off. Do you think? Do you think we played differently or do you think it was just we got exploited playing the same way we played? Yeah, uh, that's that's interesting. So we did line up in a, a formation that we've used plenty of times before. Right. So I I do think that we could be uh, getting figured out a little bit more. We are using kind of the exact same tactics and that that could be a, a really good, um, you know, they're identifying weak defenders. They're identifying possibly that. Uh, and, you know, Aguirre is a little bit weaker with, um, you know, when, when you get a long ball in and then you've got Zuma who is a little bit weaker on ball control. So they're possibly exploiting that. But we really didn't have a solid, you know, brick wall that we've had before. So I even thought a Newcastle defense was pretty good. Um, this game, it just it, it, it seemed like the floodgates were open. You think that was more down to the, the back four or more down to the, the midfielders, not marking them as well no so i do think it was down to the back four um i thought alvarez played pretty well uh, i also thought suchek played um you know played decent especially uh his contributions to the defense in midfield so 
yes, they could move the ball around a little bit, but I didn't see them switching the field constantly like I would expect a Man City or Liverpool. What I thought was really threatening is when they would, you know, kick the ball forward and then run down the lines and either Sufal, um I, I actually thought Emerson was decent. So I, I think Sufal was, um, they were getting through more on his side, but, uh, you know, so they would run down the side and then when they'd pass it in the middle and our center backs had to act, it seemed like they left a lot of people open. There's a lot of space. And I think that is where the problem is. Not, I think they're really good players. I just think they didn't get close enough. There was one goal where it was purely because Zuma didn't get close enough. I think that was Ollie Watkins actually. So yeah. Is that, is that what you're seeing or? No, I think I, I think I partially agree with, uh, I, I like what you said about Moise's formation potentially being found out. The it's, it's no surprise that we, when we sit at that back four, we really push our fullbacks up in possession it's one of the main ways we create uh, opportunities. Opportunities is getting Emerson and Sufal wide forward, um, and that this game really did uh, hurt us because Zuma did have to defend a lot of one-on-one, fairly wide out. I, I agree. The, the Watkins goal, I thought he, I thought uh, Zuma held okay there. Didn't I mean? Watkins had to go tight near post hard to get it by him and him and Areola. And it was a great goal. But I, I think, yeah, mostly he got, he did get pulled out uh, that, that opened up the middle. I thought Alvarez wasn't as good as he normally is uh, in terms of I, I, I penalty aside, we can talk about the penalty in a minute, uh, but like outside of that, I still don't feel like he tracked as well and positioned himself as well. See, I, I'm, of, I'm of a different mind about Suchik. I thought he's played really well up until this point. I thought this game wasn't his best for me. Uh, and I didn't I didn't quite know this at the time, but I've looked at the stats, and he had 15 touches uh, of the ball. So the next lowest on our team that, beside, that, was, that started the game uh, was Antonio at 28. So almost double, the, or almost half the next lowest. So I will say, and it's interesting you bring up that point. I think Suchek was decent going forward. There were a couple of okay. times where he had some touches uh, between kind of right where their uh, attacking third starts. Um, I thought that part was decent. What I think he really failed to do, and, and this you know makes sense why you're saying you thought he had a below average game. I don't think he tracked back well, and he basically forgot that he was a defensive mid first. Um, that's where I think we we lacked because I thought going forward, I can think of three really good Suchek moments uh, offensively, but you're right. Defensively. Now there's not really a single defensive tackle or positioning where I'm like, wow, he, you know, that was a great side tackle or, or he really covered well. Uh, so I think he was more in an attacking mindset and that. No, I, I agree. Yeah. And I think the, the low number of touches was because he wasn't involved in disrupting yes. play here as much. He wasn't, a lot of his touches are either very deep for a midfielder or very advanced. He's either winning the ball right in front of the fo- front four and then laying it off to one of them. That's a touch. Or he's up basically playing a second striker, getting a header. Uh, and he, he was he was playing that forward position, but didn't quite get back as much. And uh, that also could, could be... have affected Aguirre, or not Aguirre, Alvarez, too, because now Alvarez has to cover more. Not that that's why he... Yeah didn't have the best game of his career but yeah and it was yeah it was it was a strange feeling because we didn't generate the chances that we typically do the only so we generated close to the same number of chances that they did 
but they were almost all from set pieces. Uh, and so are we getting, are we becoming too reliant on trying to generate corner opportunities? I know like, we're getting opportunities from that, but are we, is our, is our play besides that becoming too stale? So, yeah, I think when you look at how good we have it with Drange Lord Prowse and then all of our people in the middle that can go for those headers, right? I think that it all, I am always excited when a set piece takes place. So I don't, uh, it's not necessarily that we shouldn't go for those, but I definitely think when we get towards the end and we kind of, we try to cross it in, but if it goes out, we're like, oh, okay, you know, that's a really good result for us. Whereas we need to be in the mindset that that's a secondary result. We need to go for the set pieces secondarily, not drive the ball down and hope we get a corner. We need to drive the ball down and get it in the box. And then if it happens to go out, great, let's get excited for a corner. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think we need to separate the crosses from the corners. Yes. we Our corners generate good opportunities typically for us. Our crosses do not often. Um, we don't, especially the way Antonio is playing right now, he is not winning the ball in the box very well. Um, I think if we have it in open play, we need to be attacking more down the middle. Uh, getting it back to the kind of Ward Prowse running in late, Paquetta cutting inside, Bowen cutting inside, not get Emerson or Sue Fowl to cross it in from wide. Yeah, so I, actually, I don't think. Well, let's yeah. talk about that a little bit. Antonio, you know, he was really, really good at the start of the season. Not to say he's not really, really good, and he's a key to our offense right now. But this game, we saw our offense collapse uh, a lot, you know, when he, we would dump him the ball and then he would. Mm-hmm either make a terrible decision or he would make a terrible cross or something. And it would, he just basically gave it away. There were three different times he did that, like specifically where if he had not, if he had done something else with it, the attack could have stayed alive. Yeah. So yeah, I, when, I'm not super happy with his form right now. I, I get that I'm sitting here and not playing, but. I mean, physically he's still doing some of the, the physical things. Well, but you're right. It's it's the point where even the simple, he's not, he's not. Just, it's not making bonehead decisions always. He's he's done that before and, and lost the ball. It's like he just can't control a simple pass. Yeah, and loses the ball. Like the one where he was, I think Emerson or someone passed it to him on the touchline after he threw the ball in, and he just, you know, a five yard dink back to him. He couldn't control that, and it went out of bounds. It's yeah. So, but then he's still running the channels. So I don't know. He's running the channels, and now we have such good midfielders that I I feel like before we would try to cross it, and there was one time where he tried to cross it and it hit side of the net. He tried. It seems like he's in the mindset of cross, 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 cross. Whereas we need to switch mindsets now to yes, cross sometimes, but we have such good midfielders. Maybe lay it back to Emerson if he runs up, or lay it back to Paquetta who's probably supporting. Suchek's going to be up there too. I mean, we, we have a lot of options. And then, obviously, James Ward-Prowse. So I think yeah. the team needs to shift slightly to do a little bit more attacking with running down the side and then hitting it back towards the middle compared yeah, to... That cutback. Yeah. The cutback, yeah. Yeah, because the, the lofted crosses aren't aren't getting... They're getting picked out too easy. Yeah, even from Sioux Falls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree there. That Do you think it's time to... I saw it, So we both think... 
uh, Antonio maybe needs to, to get moved out of the, the starting 11. Uh, I assume Kudis is, is your preferred replacement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If so, does that mean Bowen comes inside? Does that mean... Uh, what what does that look like for you? Yeah, I, I do think Bowen has Bowen's on fire. Bowen is absolutely mm-hmm. on fire, and I think he plays a very very good striker role. Uh, his free flow that he does from the right side, right mid, to up to striker, and think of where he's scoring most of his goals. It's between the right side of the eighteen and the middle side of the eighteen. So, yeah. in my opinion, if you move Bowen to striker, he can still float around there. And then you move Kudis out to the right because Kudis is naturally a mid too. And Kudis is freaking fast. And yeah. I think Bowen's also very fast. So it's you're not losing a ton of speed or anything. I also think Kudis would have decent defensive work rate. I don't know because um, I haven't really seen that, you know. But I, even if even if you put Kudis in striker, I, I still think that would be good. And Antonio, it's not anything his fault. Maybe he's just tired or maybe he needs the, hey, I don't have this starting spot 100% secure. Like I can always just a little bit competition, I guess. Yeah, what what are you thinking? I I agree. I almost wonder though if we should change the structure of the formation. I don't. I love the way Paquette has been playing. I don't like starting him on the wing like we have been. Uh, I think it it limits limits his ability to be involved in certain parts of the build up that he's best at. Uh, and so what I, I'm wondering, what if we shifted more from a 4-3-3 to like a 4-4-2 diamond, where we have the, the three midfielders that we've been having kind of as the back three, and you have Paqueta in front of them as a, as a highly advanced number 10. And then we have kind of Bowen and Kudis playing kind of a half striker, half winger position where they both kind of dart in and out. Do you think that, does that leave us too, too weak up front? So uh, I will say with our current formation now and the way we play Paqueta, I think you've got Pandora's box in Paqueta and you have it half open, but it's like locked that way. So you can't, you get some potential from him, but you can't get the full potential. If you open that up and he plays center mid, I think he is a much more creative and, uh, better attacking mid than James Lord Prowse purely because of his these ridiculous balls that he gets through. So yeah. with your formation, I think that I think that's a good fix. I don't think Moyes will ever do that. And it, it's harsh to say that James Lord Prowse is not James Lord Prowse has been ridiculous for us as well. But I think you need that creativity. And James Lord Prowse puts great balls through. And I think he's a, a very good midfielder. But you need just a little flair, and I and I think that's what Paquetta brings center mid. So yeah, I think yeah. we need to unleash him yes. and not give him. I think moving him more centrally from the touchline more towards the center will help unlock that, especially if we allow other positional flexibility within the lineup in terms of Kudus and Bowen being able to move in and out from their respective sides and even Suchex and James Ward Prowse moving up and down in positional flexibility. I think to make that lineup work, it's going to put a lot, if, if they did something like that, it'd put a lot on Alvarez Mm -hmm. because he would have to be really sharp defensively because it would, it would mean Suchek keeps going up forward like he does and probably James Ward Prowse. But I, I, I am wondering if that, 
get more out of we've been getting a lot out of Bowen and it, we've been getting great sequences from Paqueta where he, so he's played very well I just don't think where we've playing him has translated his good play into end product for our team yeah I, I think that's a great point you you mentioned Bowen and we've been getting good production from him I don't think that production changes if we move him Whereas I think Paquetta's production changes drastically when we move him back to the center. Uh, I think some of our best games, actually all of our best games this season have been with Paquetta in the middle. Um, so yeah, I, it is tough because Moyes, Moyes will not search the formation. I, yeah. I really don't see that happening. Um, what if, what if we split? Yeah, I guess I, I, I was going to suggest even another formation, but I think you're right. Moyes, it, it's a, it's a moot point because Moyes isn't going to change it. Yeah, and, and so I think the best hope we have is to take Antonio out. I wouldn't mind Antonio subbing in. I mean, he can take, you know, a ton of defenders with him, um, but start Kudis. And then, I, I don't know, I, I don't see Obama playing yet. I wouldn't be mad with the sub, but I think we've got to start Kudis first. Like, the, the next step is to try starting Kudis, see how that goes. I mean, we've got Everton too, so, like, this is a good game to do it because if Kudis doesn't unlock the offense during against Everton, you know, and maybe that's what Moyes is seeing like on the practice pitch. I don't know, but yeah. Well, with our luck, he'll start games. That so, yeah. The the I would say the only time I was semi happy to see Ings come in this season was last game because to me it showed that Moyes was really going for it. I don't think Ings was, you know, a great. It's, but but is, is bringing on Ings going for it? No, 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 that's the thing. I don't think it was a great sub on, but it, we did bring on another attacking player, and we took off a more defensive player for it. So yeah, I, in that that is the only reason I was like, oh, sweet. But no. then, I'll be honest. I turned the game off about thirty seconds before we subbed on Ings. So. Well, I, I saw really that sub was much. coming, and I just turned it off right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, because of the other, uh, just the whole performance. Well, and the whole thing is, um, Inks has done nothing for us, you know. So I, I don't. I'd rather see Obama oh. play, honestly. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'd rather see Cornet play. Cornet, I yeah. think he. I, I'm surprised we haven't used him more, to be no. honest. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, even even with the way we were playing that last game, bring that's a game for Benny to play as well. He can have a moment of magic that some of our other players can't. Uh, yeah. And when we just are struggling to really generate anything from open play, he might. He's still he's still a good player on his day, and I, I think it is a shame. It, it, he him and Fernals both just just don't fit into the squad as it's currently constituted. Um, I'm hoping both both of them get a good run in some of the Europe games especially now that we seem to pretty much lock up uh, at least advancing, if not first place uh, in those group stage games. But I yeah, agree. I, because I, I don't know. It's... I, so I think for now we could keep, um, and I think he's got that creativity that Paquetta has with those, um, with some slotted passes, but to a much lesser degree. However, I don't, Paquetta is going to, Paquetta is going to go for a lot. I think on the next time, I don't think we keep him long term yeah uh, i i well maybe we'll see i guess we'll see where this this whole investigation ends up with the, with the gambling and yeah if if he uh, he, I, he i've heard it's really like a hard player to, to 
Yeah, no, I know, I agree, I agree. But but it's more of how long does it take to conclude the investigation than anything. Yeah. Because um, if it's still hanging over his head in January, then, then he'll stay with us for sure. Yeah. Uh, I also don't know if City. If City will be in the same need that they are in, and I also don't know what other club can come in for him right now. Yeah, that's uh, fair. With with as much Chelsea's fit, I don't see him fitting into Arsenal. He could fit into Liverpool, but I also don't know really if they already have enough they... though. Like, yeah, it's not like that's, a that's gap. they they already spent so much on the midfield this this term that it doesn't. It I doesn't make sense for them to buy another, yeah. I wouldn't Especially be surprised if, they, if Chelsea they might came have... for like 150 million or something, 200 million. Yeah, but they they've spent money. so much already. I know. But I they know. just, but they, like, I don't, I don't think they can. I, they come up with the money somewhere. But anyways, we're, yeah, you know, we're getting off track. But no. Um. Uh, all right. So we've we've talked about the subs. What do you think of our defense and Aguero and Zuma specifically? And well, we uh, let's wrap in Sufal as well. Um. I thought Emerson played actually really well. Uh, I thought he tracked back. Um, I don't want to go so far as to say he was our best defender, but I thought he had a good game. He, no, he's played really well. He's he's done yeah. done a very good job. Uh, I've, I'm getting a little frustrated with him because he he gives away another stupid yellow. Yeah, and gets suspended for the next game via accumulation. He got the yellow last time for simulating the card, um, which then their player did. And well, no, yeah, I know, I agree. He yeah, yes, the their other, but like. By but yes, the game. Yes. He he. It wasn't that his yellow was undeserved. Yes. It was that another player should have also gotten a yellow. Yeah. Um, it's just it's it's a minor frustration, but it's something that I can see building up over time if it continues. Same thing with like when Paqueta, he didn't do it this week, so that I noticed. But in the in the some of the prior weeks, he'd been faking getting fouled like just drastically. It it really gets on my nerves. I really. I really don't like when players do that, uh, and so it's just it's something I really hope both Paqueta for the for the diving and Emerson with the frustration fouls stop soon because because it 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 can at a crucial point cost the team three points. Yeah. Uh, I I I do hate I hate when players dive. And Paqueta does it all the time. Like every foul is like the worst foul, and that's just the South American way, you what, know. What 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 doesn't make sense to me is that he's such a tough player. Yeah. And then it's like Jack Grealish. It's the same thing yeah, where they they is. put they they deal with so much, like hard hits, push being trying to be pushed off the ball and hold up well to it, and then they'll just. Get like a, a nothing burger tackle that doesn't even barely make contact, and then they act like they've been shot. Yeah, I, I just don't. It doesn't make. I don't know why. If why why at that point for the for the nothing tackle, but then when you're being bowled over, do you st- somehow manage to stay on your feet? Yeah. No, I mean I agree. And another thing that I I feel like in the Newcastle game the ref was not good, and then I also feel like no. in this game he was. He was okay, but he was calling every single time there was contact. Yeah. And like specifically against the, the Alvarez penalty, I did not think that was a penalty. No, I, I, uh, I was. I'm really try- I, I think it was borderline. Not. I think. I don't think it was penalty. I think it was close, but shouldn't be enough. 
I don't think it was good defending either way. Yeah, yeah. I think he he should have he had the advantage to get to the ball. He should have been able to get to it and get it out of there and not just try and block off a player for the ball to run out. I mean that's true, but I also think in you know the middle of the field it's like I don't know you're you're fighting for the ball like there's a certain amount and that's why I think this ref uh, called every single thing because yeah there there was no oh we're fighting for the ball it's going to be a little rough it was there was contact boom that's it no matter what you know yeah no, I think it was more shoulder to shoulder than anything else um, yeah. yeah no I, I agree I just I don't think the penalty changes the result I think it would have been one one oh yeah we were and poor then before then and poor after. Yeah, I think they would have gotten. I mean, the Ollie Watkins goal would have still happened. So I don't think it changed the pace of the game. I, I also think Villa was the better team overall. Um, and I think, I mean, they they are a good team. Um, I this is a loss we can take, but I'm not super happy about it. The Newcastle tie I was like okay with, because Newcastle is a good team. But also, if we want to finish high this season, we've got to pick up points from Villa or Newcastle, we got to start picking up some points on these teams that are around us, you know? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, yeah, no, I was not happy with this loss, but I'm going to, I'm going to be happy with a 10th place finish this year. I don't think that's a bad, like, I don't, it's, it's not where we could be if we played to our absolute max, but if that's where we end up, the season after, you know, season losing Rice, Solid tenth place finish. Get a good run in the Europa League. I think I think I will be happy with that. So I would say I'd be disappointed with anything below. Yeah, I think even like seventh because I think this is the best team I've seen in years. Um. Yeah. I, no. I. I mean. Yes. It's. It's. Well. Is it? <laughs> I think it is the. The, think about the only thing I think we're really, really missing is a very quality striker that puts in a ton of goals. Bowen's been filling that role. Antonio is also, I mean, he's good, but we don't have like a star striker, you know, who just nets yeah. every single goal we put in. Besides that, like what, there's not a whole I mean, lot that we've got a great key goalkeeper. Like, I think the team last year might be better on paper just because of Rice. I mean, I think our, I think I think the recruitment this year has been very good. I still think we need to. It, it's it's going to take a time to adjust to the post Rice era. Yeah, yeah. I mean that he's he's the centerpiece of Arsenal right now, and they're playing yeah. incredible. Like it's like that's how good he is. Did you see his goal? Did you did you manage to catch I, his goal? No, nah, I didn't. Okay, so for those for those of you that are listening. Go watch his goal if you haven't seen it. Uh, the keeper makes a bad play, has to pass the ball out. Uh, out, he's out wide, kind of on the on the near the near the uh, corner, has to kick it down. Uh, doesn't get it far enough. Rice is able to pounce on it from about thirty-five yards out. One time volleys it into the net because the keeper's out of play. Just like I mean, just pure instinct, pure yeah. instinct. Brilliant. I mean, bad bad pass by the keeper, but but just brilliant. And, and he's just been playing great for Arsenal. He's they're still figuring out how to best use him. Yeah. I think that because it, it, it's an adjustment to go from a team like West Ham, where you have to do everything, to a team like Arsenal, where you 
shouldn't be help. the offensive center focal point, and he's not. Yeah. But like, he's just uh, all all of that to say, we lost a probably top ten midfielder in the world. Yeah, and it's gonna take a team. It's gonna take some time for our team to adjust to that. We bit, we we started off super strong, and I think our signings are great. But if we want to be a team that continually challenges for the Europa League spots and Champions League spots, I think it's okay to kind of take take this season to cement the progress we had made last year and then move on from there. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely see your point. I do think, though, we are one major signing like for, like look what douglas Luiz yeah. did for villa he's been on fire this season and so if we had a if we signed a player like him i would even like to go a little bit better um i think he's been really good i don't know if that's going to sustain but i think we are one like really really good signing away from con from continually and it's possible that that player's already on our bench in kudos yeah possibly well, I mean, we got or or it's possible time. that it's Mubama. I mean, it's possible that it's Mavropanos. They're not not maybe Mavropanos can't have that impact, but, but you know, there's yes, I think we need one yeah. more signing, but it's also possible that we have. I think it has to be an offensive signing, and that you know, you brought up Mavropanos. That's a that's a good thing because I, I would also like to see Mavropanos play even over Aguero, I think, right now. I think Aguero's okay. Um, I think he's a, he's a good player. I think he's been playing okay, but I want to like I want to see Mavropanos and Zuma. I think Zuma's been playing better than Aguero, and I think yeah. it could be the same sort of thing with Antonio where you give him a little bit of challenge. I, I would put Mavropanos yeah. in. Maybe, and I mean, maybe this is the moment where we have to go to a fight back to try and change things up some way. I know yeah, but is, I don't is, see we're okay defensively in this formation, you know. So I think I rather see a, like an offensive shift, like you're talking about the midfield shift. I I think I think we are potentially getting found out in terms of. I mean, I think I think changing to a back five creates an offensive change as well. Okay. Just because yeah. it 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 you're putting you're allowing the wing backs to be kind of that full forward force. Mm-hmm. But then you have the um, it, it changes how the midfield and, and forwards have to play. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'd say that's fair. I'd, I definitely, I'd be down for a change. Of that side. I definitely that's would like to see Kudus come in first. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, but I still think, and I'm still a little. I, I think Bowen has the instincts to play a striker. I think we would need to change stylistically to fit that um slightly slightly more possession based and slight we it it, not well not as much possession based we would we would need to change the sequence of passes that we use to advance the ball he cannot do the same type of lobbed through ball he cannot receive the same type of lob through ball from the back line that Antonio gets. 
I think it needs to, it, it, it would need to change to where we, we operate through the pivots of Ward Prowse and, uh, Alvarez back out to a winger and then uh, Bowen gets a ground ground through ball. So I still think it can be kind of a trying to exploit the back line. I just don't think it can be the same basically because he doesn't have the physicality of Antonio. Uh, we can't do a back line to, to the forward pass. It has to be a, a more build up style of incisive through ball, which would, which I think to, to do best with that is why I think we need to change Paqueta to a more central position. Yeah. Okay. So what, so do you think with our current counterattacking play that teams that play that counterattack can get into the top six? Because the way I'm seeing it, yeah. we have, but, but think about all the team. All right. So you've got the, obviously the top mm-hmm. six now minus Chelsea, um, but you've got like Arsenal, or sorry, yeah, Newcastle, Brighton. Like they're all playing more of a possession base, and they're at Villa. I mean, you know, they're ahead of us right now. So, do you think that, like you were mentioned with Bowen, we get a little bit more possession? Maybe we need to shift to that because maybe counterattacking is not the way we get to the top six. No, I, I think we're built to counterattack. We are. I, I don't think we need to. I, I, I probably chose the incorrect words when I said we need to play with more possession in terms of. Uh, increasing the possession percentage. I think it's more of we, ju- we just need to change the passing sequences to be different than what they are. Uh, Aguirre, I don't know how many times Aguirre booted the ball long this past game. Yeah. Or Zoomer boot- boots the ball long. That's, that's not the type of pass that gets us scoring positions. I still think we, we need to leverage counterattacking play to make the majority of our non-set piece chances. I don't think we're going to be a Brighton, uh, a Liverpool. You know, I don't think we're going to be that that kind of city style of spread the back line out with five or six people forward on the front line, pinging around with with perfect passes, and you're just going to get an open shot. That's not the way we're ever going to be able to play. Um, that's not the way Moyes is able to manage. It's not he. Right. He cannot implement that style of system. That's just not what he does. I think, but I think the we sometimes become too reliant on certain types of passes that are, if they work, it's it's the perfected smash and grab. You you get five chances. You convert three of them, we're great. But if it doesn't work, you never even get to those open play shots. And I don't think Bowen is in the position to get us to create those chances like Antonio did. Yeah. I think I... he is so much he's so much more clinical. And I think if you if you, his movement is his movement in front of the line is so much better than uh, Antonio's. I think his finishing is so much better. So I think we could, if we play it right, we can leverage his skills to get more goal output. But it's just, we, it, it can't be the same way we played with Antonio. Well, so this is exactly why, like your point is exactly why we need to play Kudis more. Because yeah. Bowen plays in a sim, much more similar way to Kudis than he does to Antonio. And if you have two players that are fluid, 
that are passing the ball back and forth that can do the dribbles. I mean, we've seen Kudis do it for sure. We've seen Bowen do it for sure. They have these shots that, you know, I think they're, they're smart shots. Like it's not like they're just banging it down like Antonio does sometimes. So I think if you have those two players up front, we, we will never go to a two striker, uh, you know, setup formation with these, with both of them up front. But I do think if you have Kudis on the right and then Bowen up top, Bowen can play with Paqueta. Bowen can play with, you know, if we choose Ben Rama on the left or whoever, maybe James Ward-Prowse and Paqueta play more in the fluid center. And then you have Kudis come up who can be kind of what Bowen's being right now and support that. I think that's how you unlock the extra possession that Bowen needs, but also still play in the counterattacking way. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested to see how it works. I think with yeah, with our lineup, with our personnel now, that is what we need. I think long term, I agree with you. To get the fullest out of this team, it we need a we need a new player to lead the line, and then I think that player needs to be a more physical striker that also has pace. So similar to Antonio, but, but better in the clinic, clinical finishing. So like yeah. what, like what Ollie Watkins sh- showcased this past match or what Solanke, uh showed in the game against uh, our first game of the season. Those, that type of striker that, that still has some hold up ability, but can link up and actually finish a goal better than Antonio can is, is what we'll, I think we'll need. Okay, so Chris, I've got two more wrap-up questions for you. Yep. Um, we'll we'll get to the look ahead to Everton, but my first question is, what do you think the teams have figured out? How do you beat West Ham? Uh, is it booming down the sides and crossing in the middle? Is it working more the possession base and then eventually break us down? What is the key? We talked okay. a ton about they have unlocked West Ham. What is that? I think it's a few things. Uh, offensive to stop our offense. Foul before the break. Foul our, our fullbacks and our wingers when they come and get the ball before we can we can pass down we can, we can we can get those long long balls. Uh, the other one is de- defensively. They if they allow us to play with a little, little bit of the ball. Emerson and Sufal will get too far forward, especially and and if that's the case, drawing Aguerd or Zuma wide will create chances. Uh, and so I think those that's kind of the offensive side and the defensive side of of how you break us down. You foul us before we get the break, or or in a lot of cases, what's been what's been happened. You dive when you lose the ball to get a foul called, so so we don't get so we don't get it. I think that's the way the refs have been officiating uh, this season. It is too easy to get a foul by diving. Um, I don't think anyone's going to be able to stop our set pieces. I don't think there's some. I don't think there's a corners. Uh, <laughs> Styles of play have changed drastically over the course of football. One thing that has not changed is you kick the ball from the corner, get it on a big dude's head, and put it in the back of the net. No yeah. one has figured out a tried and true way to stop that. 
So I don't think there's some, I, I agree with you. I think we are set pieces been doing great. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't say we need to move away from that, but we just can't rely on it. But yes, that, that's not something I, I think a team will be able to solve in quotes. Uh, but as far as the counterattacking style, we need to mix it up in, in terms of how we create the counterattacks. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head with the pulling Emerson and Sufal forward. They they were caught out of position a lot of times in Villa, and it happened in Newcastle too. So I do think that is 100% right. You have to exploit the center defenders in Aguirre and Zuma by forcing them outside, by forcing other people like Sufal or maybe it's Suchik and Alvarez that are just tearing back, trying to cover. Eventually, there's going to be a point where they can't recover in time uh so and i mean especially when you have someone like sala on the right who can tear like just absolutely wreck anybody in speed uh, you know that is devastating to us and one of the problems is that it is both of them going so far forward so let's say emerson goes very far forward then they we lose the ball they kick it down where emerson normally plays defensively they get one of their wingers or strikers going down that that outside. Aguirre has to pull out to them. Zuma has to come over to where Aguirre is. But Sufal is not there to fill that spot because he was so far forward. And so the back post is now open for for a cutback or a lot, you know. And so I think it's it's not just that one of them is gone; it's that both of them are gone. And so basically, our two center backs have to cover the, the entire back four and. They've made some mistakes uh, in terms of that. Sometimes they've defended it well, but it, you know whether or not you're defending well or not, they're they're being put in a bad position. Yes, and one challenge I think for any West Ham fan to watch the next game. Everton's a little bit different, but the next uh, couple games coming up, see how many times it's effectively one v one back there, or that we have an equal number of attackers versus defenders. Because when when they're attacking, we should theoretically have many more people at least one more person behind the ball than they do. But it's pretty much every attack that they've scored minus maybe one or two has been equal numbers. If not, they have more attackers than we have back. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a, it's something that needs to be fixed. So Chris, final wrap up. What do you think about Everton coming up? Um, Do you think we're going to still play this counterattack or do you see us? uh, How do you see the game going for us? So I hope we make a change. I don't know if I, I'm in some ways I I'm glad that we if we're if we have a few bad performances like this, I'm glad we have a loss like the one we had, because that seems to sometimes be the only thing that can wake Moyes out of his kind of rigid system where he you know, it, it takes him too long to get to, to find it out otherwise. Yeah, you're saying like if you're gonna lose a game, lose it badly. Not just it's from the fact of if something is going wrong and needs to be fixed with as stubborn as Moyes is, sometimes it takes a game like this for him to make the change that he needs to make. Gotcha. And so like, it's not, it's, that is why it can be, if we're going to lose anyway, if, if this, if losing that bad actually gets us to improve, that's when it, that's what I mean by that. And so I think Everton will be a, a, a potentially, I mean, they're, they're, they're a tricky team. They're, they're still, 
they still on paper have a lot of talent. Uh, just like last year, they have not been able to quite put two and two together. Uh, but then again, we're well. I say we have we have a forced change in Emerson going off. The problem is that's probably out of every position the where I would least want to have a change. Just because, yep, I <laughs> like, I mean, I would I would rather I would be worse off if if we lost Bowen or Paqueta. But as far as left back, the options there just look not great. Uh, I don't know if Cresswell is even fully fit yet. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Even if he is, he's not been up to par. And my my thoughts, he, he just is still a step too slow. I guess we can put Carer back there. Or I, I can't remember if last time that we had Emerson out, did Sufal go to the left side and Carer play on the right, or was it opposite? Yeah, I think we, it was opposite. We had one of the right backs fill in there. So, I, can't I don't think Sufal's ever been on the left. Okay, so maybe it was Kara yeah. that played on yeah, the left. There's, it was, I feel yeah. like we had one. It was, it wasn't Johnson because Johnson usually can fill in for the left, but it was like a different, a different right back or player that filled in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that'll be interesting to see what Moist does there, especially if we keep playing Paqueta on the left winger position i don't know how that looks because he he paqueta has contributed so much defensively but where he has contributed it has been more the middle um kind of coming in and tackling in the middle he doesn't necessarily offer as much defensive support to the fullback um and so i don't know it's it's a game that i we should win but it's going to be tricky yeah, so I think they've won two games this season. We sit ninth. They sit, I think, 16th. Yep, 16th. I I think this has to be a three points, especially coming off a tie to Newcastle, a loss to Villa, a bad loss to Villa. I think this has to be a win, not only for the points on the table to stabilize us right now because uh, we've been dropping, but I also think for the team's morale and, like you mentioned, hopefully getting Moyes to change something uh, – you know, personally, I wish Kudus would come in and we could see what uh, what he does with Bowen up there and sub yeah. him off at 60 minutes. If, you know, Antonio can obviously play the full game. So if something's really not working, sub him off at halftime. Like, I think this is the game to try it um, because we should have other options, even if that player does nothing, whether it's Kudus or Antonio, we yeah, should have I other agree. options. I, I think we, I think it would be, Antonio might be better suited at this point to being that sub role. Uh, Especially if bringing on with the way with the flexibility that our team has, you can you can do a lot of interesting things with a, a striker sub because you can you don't have to sub out one of the front three. You can sub out a Suchek or someone else. Move Paqueta inside, play a different looking front three. Uh, yeah. I, I think we I think it needs to be a win if we if we really want to push forward. Um I'm interested to see if Moyes decides to make a major change that's not forced in turn like outside of Emerson. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I also hope that we, we come out controlling the game because we are even if Everton's a good team on paper, we are the better team on paper. We're a better team on the field. We are you know, we are the better team. So I think we need to come out and control the game. We've done that before. 
Um, I don't want to sit back and, you know, like we did in the first game against Bournemouth. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah. yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a much better display than what we had. Yeah. Well, any last thoughts, our... Chris, or are you uh, no, predicting a win? I think that's kind of it. I, I am predicting a win. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be three two. I think our defense is going to be. I know it's a high scoring game. I think our defense is going to be a little shaky, uh, especially with Emerson gone. But I, I think we'll, I think we'll put a few goals on them. Interesting. I'm, I'm going to go two zero. I think our defense will hold them, and I think, uh, I think we'll put, we'll slot a few back. Yeah, we, we have had good chances in every game we played. Yeah. So, and I think against Everton, you know, they don't have the same quality um, in defense. So I think here we get through a little bit more, but I hope you're right. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, Hey, come on, you irons. We'll see you next week. Come on, you irons.